Hello, fellow Redbirds. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast number 36. Please follow us on our Bird Fans Forever Twitter account to be notified of our latest podcast videos and participate in our fun polls. Also, go visit our website, www.birdfansforever.com, where you can find a list of our previous podcasts. Finally, visit Bird Fans Forever on YouTube and dunk on that subscribe button. Our YouTube site has our previous podcasts. In addition, YouTube has our archives of classic Redbird games that we've accumulated thanks to so many Redbird fans who've been kind enough to share their video libraries with us. We hope to keep adding to our collection of games, and if you're a fan, chances are you'll find a game on there you'll want to lose a couple hours watching. A good game to watch on the women's side is the 2005 Indiana State Trees versus the Illinois State Redbirds and the right, is, the right ISU won this time. Illinois State wins the Missouri Valley Conference Championship game to set up an appearance versus Baylor in the NCAA tournament. Our guest today will go down in Redbird history both on and off the court. Not only is she a thousand point scorer for Redbird basketball, but she's an Illinois State University Bone Scholar, the highest academic honor the university bestows. She was named the MVC Women's Scholar Athlete of the Year twice. She was also named third team Academic All-American in 2022, and as a first-team Academic All-American in 2023, the first ever in Illinois State women's basketball history. The academic and athletic honors she has received go on and on, and I can't possibly list them all here. We'll be right back with Mary Crompton. And welcome to Bird Fans Forever, episode 36 with Mary Crompton. I got to pronounce that because everybody knows how bad I am with English as my first language um, and being horribly dyslexic. So Mary played uh, on an NCAA team, two NIT teams. She's a Valley Conference champion. She's a Valley Tournament champion. She scored, shot 300 three-pointers since she's the all-time leading three-point makes at Illinois State. She is fourth all-time for the Missouri Valley Conference uh, with three points made at 39.8%. Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> this is awesome. So I've got, now that I'm back, I got to watch the men and women this year. I got season tickets to both. One thing we were kind of teasing Mary about was, was she was getting close to that record of 300 in the, in the, in the stands. Oh, that's 286. And then, you know, and then I hear Linda Herner behind me, that's 287. And so, I mean, the fans were all counting it down as you were getting, and I know you're going to be embarrassed about it, but it was so awesome to see the fan base engaged and, and cheering you on to get that record. And so well-deserved. It was awesome. So, like we start all episodes, how did you get to Illinois State? Yeah, how I got to Illinois State. So I did like the classic high school route where I was just playing AAU for like 10 years. Um, and just I started playing AAU in like fourth grade. Um, and just the whole time, my dream, just I want to play Division One basketball. I want to play Division One basketball. Um, and so started really, really young with that goal. And then uh, actually it was – Coach G's, like, one of her first weeks on the job, um, and she didn't even have, like, coaching staff really or anything. Uh, she had a director of basketball operations, uh, Katie Bokema, who was uh, the dobo at the time. Uh, so she was out recruiting, and apparently she told Coach G she needed to come watch one of my games, like, right away. So the story goes that Coach G came to my game and was looking at me during warm-ups and called Katie and was like, 
did you write down the right number? Like, this girl looks like she's 10. <laughs> so this girl looks like she's 10 years old. Like, this girl is not a junior in high school. And, <laughs> I mean, I, I always have been really small. I was even more small then because I didn't have all the weight training and all of that that goes into it now. Uh, so I don't blame her. I did look like I was 10 years old. Um, but then apparently, I don't know which game it was, but apparently I must have shot it pretty well because uh, then she called me like the week after that um, and started recruiting me. So I was really undersized. So honestly, I didn't have a lot of um, interest in me as a high schooler. I had like four or five Division One offers. And uh, so, you know, I just really – it was the coaching staff for me. Uh, I knew that the program wasn't where they wanted it to be, but they had just taken the job. Coach, she had had a lot of success in her previous job, and I could just, like, sense her passion and her belief in me and belief in turning the program around that I was, I was pretty much sold after I met the team and got to campus and saw everything uh, that it had to offer. But what was funny was I went on, like, an academic visit where I didn't tell the coaches I was coming or anything because I wanted to That's see awesome. it from like an unbiased standpoint. I wanted to see what the other students would see because academics were always so important to me. Right. Um, so all of that brought me here. Couldn't be happier. Um, and yeah, I looked at the big things when I was trying to decide where to go, but I've just been really surprised by the great parts of Illinois State that you don't even think about in the recruiting process that have been like what has made this place so special like I mean you three doing this podcast and all just the support and like you said the fans um talking about my record like it's little things like that that I never thought of but have made the biggest difference if you always saw this podcast as a junior in high school, you might have gone somewhere else. But that's another story. <laughs> and, and speak a little bit. Oh, let me jump in here, Steve. Speak a little bit to Coach G and the fact that, right, Illinois State had come off five bad years, and now you're looking to come here, right? I mean, as a player, what are you thinking? And from my perspective, Illinois State had come off three NCAA tournaments. I knew I was going to a program that was winning you're looking at a program as a total rebuild. So think, talk to us about that. Yeah, um, I think there's a difference too, whether you're joining a program where the coach has been there for a while and they're still not doing well. Um, but going into it, I it was a brand new start in my eyes. And uh, she just had, so she had ideas. She had ways she was gonna get me shots. Like she just really had this plan for how she was gonna turn the program around. And I completely bought in. Um, and she, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, so I think it's just like that belief. And I like the idea of kind of starting from the ground and like being a part of rebuilding something because I knew that as a freshman, if I put in the work and I did what was being asked, I had a good chance of making an impact on the team. And like, God, yes. that's always yeah. something, um, yeah. it's something exciting. So, yeah. So, so on your AA you team did you play a similar role were you like a uh, like a designated three-point shooter or your ball handler what was your role there <laughs> yeah i was i've always been a shooting guard um yeah and so my my au program was really really good uh we were sponsored by nike and so we got to go to like the best tournaments in the country wow. and we ended up getting second at nike nationals but 
Um, there's definitely some high-profile names on that team. I played with Caitlin Clark. Uh, I played with Ashley Jones. Um, so, and then other other people in the conference too that are all MVC players. So it was a really good team, and uh, we won second at Nike Nationals. But when we got to that point, it was like I didn't need to be creating shots. Like I, you know, Caitlin could handle that, or Ashley could yeah, handle that. Yeah. So I was really just my coach was like, I want you to not make mistakes when you're out there. Um, I don't want that. You, your goal is to just not make mistakes, play good defense, and make shots when you get them, when you get open looks. And I want you to shoot, like, four shots a game, and that's what we're looking at for you. And so I started on that team, but he had, like, a very uh, particular role that he wanted me to play, and I was like, I'll do it. Like, it sounds good to me. <laughs> Because um, I've always always just been really a shooter, and I think that I evolved my game a bit more when I came to Illinois State. Because um, the coaches really challenged me in that way to find other ways to score. Uh, so obviously, I, I remained a, a shooter for my uh, strongest skill for my yeah. whole career. But I, I tried to add in some other moves, mixing some floaters and yeah. things like that. <laughs> Love it. Now I got a question for you. So you played with all these other people that you're now going to play against in college. Mm -hmm. So any acknowledgement before the game when they're on the other side, or is it only acknowledgement after the game? Because I'll tell you what we did during my generation. <laughs> uh, there really isn't that much acknowledgement. So I mentioned, like, uh, Grace Berg is one of them. She plays at Drake. She's one of their best players. Uh, maybe yep. their best player. Um, and so we like we're pretty competitive people, both of us. So we really don't didn't acknowledge each other during the game at all. Like, what about and then after the game? afterwards, it would be like, "Hey, good game!" Like with like a hug or something. <laughs> but and then we would like text about it maybe like a week later once like okay. <laughs> things had okay. died down. But <laughs> I love that because that's kind of the same stuff that we did, right? Porter Moser, who was at Creighton and now the coach. Oh, yeah, forget it. Before the game, we wouldn't even look at each other, right? Forget them, right? And on the court, yeah. if I could <laughs> knock them into the next stand and it wouldn't be a flag one, I would do it, right? Just to make sure I sent a message. But And then after the game, it'd be a handshake and about, that's about it. No, we didn't have phones, but that is awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Love that. Hey, I, I had a couple. So she she talked about, like, how she was going to get uh, uh, you open for shots. And, you know, John John mentioned, you know, your fourth all-time. Um, and shooting percentage, and obviously you're, you're, you're has always been a good shooter. Um, so, like, there's some things that I've noticed in, in your game that I think really helps you. Um, obviously, you got a quick release is one thing. And I don't know how much that played, in, you know, with the new coaches, but the way you move off the ball, you know what I mean, without the ball, mm -hmm. to me is oh, super yes. impressive. And super I think impressive. sometimes it's just subtle things. Like I've seen you like. You're sitting there and you just move like two steps over, so you get clear in the passing lane, so you get that right pass, and and I think that helps your percentage. You want to talk about like some of the things that maybe you picked up as in evolved as you at ISU? Yeah, definitely. So um, I I think that my game has kind of been similar in that I've I always move. That's just what I do. Uh, I ran cross country in high school. So I was going to ask you that. I, I was still <laughs> going to ask you that. <laughs> I did run cross country. I I liked it. Um, my dad was uh, an ultra marathon runner and just 
it's just kind of in our genes. So, um, I mean, this is this is funny about me, but when we do like testing in the weight room, so like vertical, ten yard sprint, twenty yard sprint, agility, um, like change of direction testing, I have the worst times, worst vertical out of every single person on the team. Really? Every single person, I'm dead last. I have the worst sprint time. I have the worst defensive slides. Like we're talking about all the post players. Everybody, I have the worst in every category outside of any long distance, besides like the long distance running. We do one like conditioning test, and I'm always first. Or as Abby Alzma now, freshman, is really uh, has a lot of endurance too. So uh, it's just really funny. Like, I, I'm just kind of built like that, and I'm not very tall. So it's kind of just been the combination of lack of like athleticism. And also not being very tall, that I've just had to find different ways to be creative because um, I'm not just going to blow by somebody or be able to shoot over somebody like that. I just don't have that capability. So um, always just been trying to get, um, you know, get in the passing lane so people can see me and kind of use like the basketball IQ to get shots off. Uh, but the biggest thing coming to ISU, I think, is my basketball IQ grew a lot because our coaches are so smart about the game. It's insane. They're so intelligent, and they're so intentional about the way that they do things. So there's just a million plays that Coach G and the other coaches came up with where it's kind of like a pick-your-poison thing. So there was a lot of me setting back screens for D to go – to the basket and get layups yep. so it's like is my person gonna help and bump off the back screen and then get you know a step or two behind me yep. so I can run up and get a shot or yep. are they gonna let D get a layup uh, they gotta make a choice so, right I mean they gotta yeah. make a choice yeah so I think that was the biggest reason I got shots this year is because my coaches are extremely intelligent and they manipulated a lot of plays for me well and you're not giving yourself enough credit um, I'm gonna go backwards I was always the worst one on my team, but at 6'10", 255, I was the biggest person on my team. So you'd be the worst. I gotta just laugh at you a little bit no on that reason. one. But, I have yeah, no thank reason. you for being in that club. But I love the way the ball went. If it, now, if it goes into D and comes out, that's always a miracle, or Kate. Um, but when it does come out, I love the way you floated, right? You were always so good about seeing which way your, your, your uh, defender went into the post. And then going off their back shoulder, and so that—that's—that's that's basketball IQ, sister, right? And that's you doing what you need to do. So if the ball does come out, you're wide open. So, yeah. Well, the, the other thing too is if uh, you have a defender that's chasing you for forty minutes, if you're using those cross country skills, <laughs> exactly. Nah, it, See, it wears them out. Okay. <laughs> no, because there's times where I can sense that everyone in the game is kind of dragging. We've been playing a few possessions in a row. And I'm like always in my head, I'm like, Coach G, call a play for me because I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of this. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's stop here. That is. So Mary, uh, 2018 comes around, right? You're, you're finally on campus and uh, the season starts. And just to show how hard of an adjustment it was for you, you, you scored in double figures in three out of the first four games. So, um, <laughs> you know, which is pretty amazing yeah. itself. But. Right after that, uh, you got injured. So let's talk about that freshman year, maybe that transition up, up to the start and, and then the injury a little bit. Yeah, it was quite the transition because I, so my senior year of high school, I actually got 
knee surgery the day after uh, the state, after we played in the state tournament. Um, and so I spent that whole spring rehabbing that and like the first month of June being at ISU rehabbing that. And then finally things were coming together and I had kind of gotten my footing a little bit and uh, was starting to just feel like I was in place and practices were going well. Obviously the games were going well um, to start. And then, yeah, just the fifth game in, I still remember it, um, but someone Butler shot it and the ball ricocheted around and people were going for the rebound and somebody fell into the side of my leg. And I knew right away because at that point I had already had two knee surgeries and I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. Um, and so, yeah, that, that day is still really clear in my mind, but, uh, obviously it was a bummer, uh, as a freshman, just had just felt like things were falling into place and had finally reached that goal that I had been dreaming of for so long. And then for it to be taken away in just a moment was really, really heartbreaking for me. Um, but I do think, I mean, coach G was so supportive during that time. Uh, she kept saying, you know, well, maybe it's that extra year you need for to be on an NCAA team or to win a conference right, championship. Right. Like, maybe that's going to be the year. And um, I think knowing that then, I knew I was going to be here for five years. So it helped me kind of form my academic path and decided to finish my undergrad in three years and then get my master's in the last two. So, you know, I think everything happened for a reason, but it was tough and I think uh, on top of that too I came in as a freshman who like kind of just worked hard to be a leader like I led by example treated other people well and like that's just kind of how I did my own leadership but when you're sidelined it doesn't work like that you can't just show up to the gym all the time and have other people see that um to earn respect so I think it helped develop my vocal leadership skills, which really were came in handy the last two seasons. Um, and I grew in that area a lot after the injury. That is awesome. So did you get a medical red shirt off that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because I think for basketball, it's like 10 games-ish um, yeah, yeah. before you can't get a medical red shirt. So it, it worked out for me. Yeah, I had a red medical red shirt my sophomore year. I got pneumonia and lost 40 pounds and couldn't eat and practice. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a horrible season, right? I mean, it is. Yeah. I don't think people realize you want to play so badly and yet your body isn't able to compete and it's just yep. horrible. And so, um, yeah. And the time demands actually end up being so much more because <laughs> you go to, you go to everything that the team's going to, but then you have all your rehab, all your extra lifting, all your extra conditioning on top of that. Um, because since you're not running in practice, you have to get it in on the bike or you have to do your rehab. So I'd end up being at the arena for like five to six hours a day because yeah. practice alone was like three hours and then all my extra stuff, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I broke my foot my junior year in, in the middle of the season and awesome. So you get through the injury, you get through that horrible redshirt year, you come back into your sophomore year. So let's start talking about your sophomore year and then really don't forget to hit the ending because that's, for me, horribly sad to not have that. So, Yeah, so sophomore year, uh, finally coming back 
Uh, I don't, it definitely wasn't my best year, and I'll say that. <laughs> um, but I think it was just uh, that adjustment period and everything. But um, we got to the end of the year, and we were feeling really, really good at the time. Um, we had ended the season with some momentum, and we felt pretty confident going into the conference tournament, had a lot of high hopes. Um, and so on the way to the tournament, we got an email uh, from ISU about COVID, and uh, we were on spring break at the time, so they decided they were going to extend spring break, like, one to two extra weeks. Um, and so we were all like, oh, well, let's just focus on basketball then right. and whatever. Right. Like, no, we don't have to worry about school for a bit. Um, and so then we, we got to Moline, and we had a scheduled practice time um, on the court. And we were all warmed up and everything. The coaches seemed like they were acting a little bit weird while we were warming up. So we were kind of wondering what was going on. Uh, and then we got in our huddle to start practice. And Coach G told us that they were canceling the conference tournament. And it's just so heartbreaking. Um, I mean, for me, obviously, like, I was, I was really sad. But I cannot imagine being a senior that year. Yeah, and absolutely. having played your last game and not known it. Um, and just the whole year you'd been thinking, okay, at least we have a one game at the conference tournament at the bare minimum. And so... Right. I think that I, in that moment, I was just like, dang, like these seniors, I cannot imagine how that feels. Um, so then, yeah, we got sent home in March. Uh, coach had me kind of organize like some Zoom, Zoom weightlifting sessions. So our, our strength wow. and conditioning coach, strength and conditioning coach sent us some workouts. And so we were all just, like, in our living rooms on Zoom, like, counting out push-ups together or, like, <laughs> holding, planks, holding planks with, like, our backpacks full of textbooks or random things. Uh, so that was crazy. And I never How long did that go on for? How long did Because, really? I mean, I, I think we got sent home in March. I mean, I think yeah. that's... Yeah. when the tournament is and COVID and everything. So I want to say we started doing at-home workouts by April, um, where we, like, about the time when we would normally start back up with workouts yeah. after season. Uh, so we did that for a while because we didn't get to come back to campus until it was either the end of June or the beginning of July. And so the whole time we were doing these workouts together three days a week. <laughs> Wow. I mean, you got yeah. something to stay in shape. I mean, you would have done that anyways. When the season's over, you're still oh, on campus. Yeah. You're still, right? And so. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was a crazy time. But so we do like body comp testing too after breaks or at specific times of the year just to like see how muscle is growing and things like that. Right, right. And so after that period, that was actually my best bod pod I'd ever had. I had gained like seven pounds of muscle and all this stuff so very I was, cool i was like i That's took a she had a, of the covid time <laughs> you you gained the most because you had pre-med books other people with other people, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't bulk up as much <laughs> oh my gosh good point <laughs> so talk my about that summer you, you, yeah yeah because yeah, exactly. you, you, you had all the medical books yeah absolutely <laughs> You know, like my recreation books that are like that thick, right? And so um, talk about that summer, right? Now you're coming back onto campus. How is it like to play with a mask on? 
I'm assuming yeah. you had practice during the summer with the mask on trying to play. I'm trying to remember the exact rules. Um, I think that we had the lift in masks, but I don't think we played in masks. Okay, okay. Right. And I think whatever the rule was at the time um, in Illinois, we didn't have to play in masks. Um, but I, we definitely had the lift in masks. And so we were like lifting in a hot weight room doing uh and we had that was like our worst year of i guess it was the next spring we were still wearing masks but yeah. our postseason workouts the next spring we did like these mixed conditioning we still laugh about it to these days because <laughs> juju juju redmond having to do overhead presses like in these workouts was the funniest thing ever um she struggled with the overhead presses. I struggled with the chin-ups. Like, it was just a mess. But we had to wear masks in a hot weight room, and that was tough. That <laughs> was definitely an extra form of mental toughness that you had to find. But, um, yeah, I think one of the weirdest things, too, the COVID year is they everyone in the conference had trackers. So before every practice, we had to, like, go get this wristband and, like, slip a tracker into it. Um, and it would basically just record whether you were within six feet of your teammates or not. So if somebody – and we had to wear it at, like, weightlifting, film, things like that. Really? And so if somebody tested positive for COVID, they'd go back and look at the trackers oh. and be and like, oh, see. you were within this person yeah. for – uh, like more than 15 minutes and if you were within six feet for only 10 minutes you're fine but then if it added to more than 15 then you had the quarantine so then you as a player would have to quarantine how would you work out or how would i mean how would you stay i mean unfortunately for somebody like me i'd go home and have like nine donuts a day and i'd come back <laughs> 275 and oh. kill me right and so it was a, it was a mess we had several shutdowns uh, in the because it it was really sensitive, um, like it a lot of times it would just knock out the whole team, and there's just a lot right. of rules that would knock people out. So um, there, knock you I out, they knock the opponents out. They, yeah, right. I mean, a few games got canceled, um, and so yeah, I think in the preseason we may have had two quarantines, and they were like two 14 day quarantines which is a lot of time off. So, what did you, so were you able to train? Could you go to the gym by yourself? Could you did they couldn't have... Couldn't use the facilities, uh, no. So there was no basketball, back, back, back out basically. Again. Yeah, so bringing the backpack back out. Um, I I would ask for like conditioning workouts and I would, I would go use like the practice um, field or on the track on my own because it's like outside I think I was allowed to do that I don't know I did it but, <laughs> um, you wouldn't be the first not. NCAA violation <laughs> that we talk about on this podcast <laughs> yeah um, but I've also I was roommates with Kale Newland at the time she graduated last year and I remember we would do like just some workouts in the kitchen together which was just a mess we did like a dance cardio session one time <laughs> 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 Just random things. What What about playing in a dead, empty arena? I mean, it's just got to be eerie, right? Yeah. I, I've been asked this a lot. I don't think I'm normal, but, like, I felt like I was just so into the game at all parts that, like, that year, I didn't really, like, notice a difference. Like, 
which is super weird. And now going back afterwards, like, thinking about how loud the fans were at our games, like, the last couple years, I'm like, how did I... I I was just, like, not affected by it at the time, which was not normal. Like, most people hated it. Like, I guess the first couple times it felt more like a scrimmage than a game, which is weird um, because games, there's just so much more going on to get you pumped up and, like, all this extra outside stuff. So I think it took an adjustment period of being like, okay, these are, like, towards our record and this is not just, like, a random scrimmage that we're doing. So... Uh, that part was that part was really weird. <laughs> All right, Mary, I gotta tease you. I mean, getting on a unicycle, this is classic. Uh, my coaches would have killed me. I'm surprised Coach G wasn't like, no, 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 because that that's like the classic story. You get on a unicycle and you pop your other knee, right? You ACL it. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely probably risky. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to learn the unicycle because my dad did it, and uh, he had tried to teach both of my brothers how to do it, but they didn't. One of them just wasn't interested, and the other one didn't have, like, the patience to learn. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to show my brothers up. Like, I'm going to be the one that learns how to ride the unicycle. So uh, my dad, we would go out, like, every night after, probably after we were shooting hoops, and, like, he would teach me how to do the unicycle. And eventually I learned how to do it, and we, like, rode in a couple parades together and random things. Uh, which just a random skill that's always fun to tell people about. But um, are you talking about a video that was posted during oh, quarantine? Oh, there, there may be a video out there. Yeah, I think there is. <laughs> so, just so you know, Mary, it is going to – once I have I have the video, at this point, we won't be able to see our faces. We will just see Mary Compton on a unicycle. That's what well, this is going to be. Well, it's pretty impressive. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely stopped. I stopped doing it for a while, but I guess COVID, I, I mean, that was the time when everyone was just picking up random skills and trying different things. So I guess mine, I thought it was necessary to bring out the unicycle for whatever reason. <laughs> for some reason, I thought I wanted to show off and do that. So, so is the rumor true that uh, Phi Gamma came a calling, but Coach G killed it? <laughs> uh I mean, it very well could be true. I <laughs> I would have loved to do the circus. I have been to the circus twice now, and the unicycle section is always my favorite because I know how hard it is to ride a unicycle, and so I have extra respect, especially during that part of the show. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, so not to get Coach G mad, even though she can't punish you anymore by running, um, let's talk about... I love Jealous. As a former player, we didn't get to do this. You got to go to Italy. Yeah, we did. We got to go to Italy. We got to play a couple, play a few games there, but mostly just travel with each other, um, which was super fun. Um, And, yeah, just a lot of memories that will last forever with that group of people. But um, my mom actually got to go on the trips, too, with us. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I'll never forget. She she rolled out when we were in. A, I think we were we were in Venice, uh, and she she came out. We just got off the bus. We were like walking over to the boat to get to Venice, and my mom had like two completely different shoes on that like weren't <laughs> weren't similar at all. 
Uh, and so me and my teammates always laugh about that still because no, my mom wasn't was, uh, tipping it back or anything, was she? <laughs> it, was, it was like 9 a.m. <laughs> well, I mean, it is Europe, so yeah. yeah. I mean, you never know, but that never was know. Like in the early in the morning, we're like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> it's like one of those nightmares. Like, everyone always screams about it. You wake up, it's dark. You, you walk out, you got two different colored shoes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was funny. So, yeah, that was a, that was a really good time with the team. We got to go to a ton of different, ton of different cities. Uh, so I'll never forget that. What was your favorite moment there? Favorite uh, my favorite site. I really liked Lake Como. Um, oh, yeah. I have you have you heard of it? Oh yeah. Been there. Oh, you've been there. It's so it's so beautiful. It's more of like a scenic part of Italy because uh, we yeah, did the north. Rome's and yeah, places right. that were more touristy. But I really like there's just like rolling mountains and things like that. So uh, me and Lexi Kaduka like went and took like some kind of train like to the top of one of one of the mountains and looked over the whole city. And that was really cool. I'm a big sight like. I like nature and I like things like that. Uh, so my dream vacations are definitely like hiking or things outdoors instead of cities. Yeah, so those, mountains like are much better. those mountains are much better than ones in Illinois and Iowa, right? Yeah, I yeah. can't really get that here. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, did you guys win games over there or lose games? And if you lost games, how was Coach G after you lose games? Cause Losing on one concert or another is still losing, I would assume, you choice words by the coaching staff. <laughs> it, it was pretty relaxed, I will be honest. It was very different than when we're playing here because when you do a foreign tour like that, you get a lot of extra practice hours. Yes, so I do. think that's, yep. that's a big thing um, because you, you kind of get a head start on the season. Uh, so we were really just trying to make the most out of that. Um, I'm going to be honest though. I was injured during that too. I wasn't playing what? and I like don't remember the game. So, I don't that know is, so that's the summer after you boo. That's your summer after your freshman year. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. I had that knee surgery and then I was coming back and then I so got a stress playing. reaction okay. in my shin. And so I had like just gotten out of a boot when we were in Italy. So um, so you didn't yeah, play. Yeah, so I okay. didn't play, and I, like, remember what one of the gyms looked like. I just remember being on the bench and getting bit by, like, a million flies. Um, really? And, like, having, and, like, getting, like, a rash down my legs. That's, like, the only thing I remember about the game. If and I, found some, I found some footage of the games, and I was looking for number four. You I didn't did? see. Yeah, yeah, I think I did, yeah. And so I don't didn't see any footage of yeah. you, and so I was looking I, hard I for that. I did not play. Yeah. I did not okay. play. So, yeah, but we would be walking around for, like, hours and hours, like, sightseeing, and then maybe get, like, a two-hour break or something in the afternoon to rest our legs before the game, and then they'd go play the game. And my yeah, legs were yeah. shot. I was like, I don't know how they're playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was hot. Uh, yeah. I still, oh, yeah. yeah, we were all just like dripping in sweat. It was like a hundred and something degrees, and we were walking around the city. <laughs> all right, Steve. Yeah, so Mary, let's talk about some uh, some great games. Uh, um, your 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 senior season and your your last season, your grad 
grad season. So, like, in, in your grad year, you, uh, I mean, you put up 27 points a couple times, you know, which is pretty impressive. But there, there was a game, you got 26, which isn't bad, right? Not 27, but <laughs> 26. You know, 26 isn't bad. <laughs> uh, Steve, how many points did you score in college? In college? Yeah. Let's, uh, let, we'll go to high school. I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so it, you're at Belmont, right? And, and Paige is hurt. Mm -hmm. And, and for those that don't know, I mean, Belmont was the perennial champion of the, of the OVC. You're only playing them once this year, right? And it's at Belmont on the road. Mm -hmm. Paige is out, you know, and his fans were like, we're probably a little nervous going to the game. And you guys just, you guys killed it. And, and you had a great game too. You want to talk about that game? Yeah, I I will always remember that game because we won the conference tournament the year before and then, Belmont came into the conference and just automatically got the preseason first ranked number one. And we were like, okay, like we see how it is. Just yeah, <laughs> bring, right. bring in the new people and put them as number one. So there was already that extra fire to it. And then we only got one chance to play them and it was away, like you said. Uh, and so, and then on top of that, Paige's injury. So I think just as a team, we were like, you know, it's not going to be one person that uh, is going to make up for what we're losing without Paige. It's going to be all of us. We all have to um, pick it up and be a little bit more aggressive, especially offensively. Um, and so, yeah, the it was just a it was a fun weekend. The day before, we um, went line dancing, so maybe that got us in a in a good groove. <laughs> For the game which, the next day, which <laughs> but, was hot, when that was tweeted out, right? And you see that you're thinking, are they out at like eleven o'clock at at night and stuff like that? But it, it didn't end up being that, right? You guys used oh, to do no. an event every every, uh, every away game, right? You guys did a team event together. Yeah, we tried to do a team event, so we did that at like four p.m. like the day before for like an hour, and then we got dinner together. But I think that was fun, and people enjoyed it. Uh, and so and then, who's the best two-stepper on the team? Oh, I don't know. I thought I was pretty good. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, no, but surprisingly, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, but uh, Deanna, Deanna Wilson was pretty good at the line dancing. Um, she really, I, th I think there's a video of her maybe in like a cowgirl hat or something doing it. Um, so, yeah, she was, she was good. I won't lie. <laughs> so, so you guys welcomed uh, Belmont to the league and, and, and mm -hmm. beat them. Get, start to finish, uh, uh, you beat them, and then uh, as the season progresses, uh, um, you know there's a tight race. I mean, it was clear there was like five really good teams in, mm -hmm. in, in the Missouri Valley, right? Um, and and the, the the standings are tight, and you guys are playing Southern at home, right? And it was a close game. And I remember this, and it's going back and forth, they score, you score, like, literally back and forth, and then uh, it's time's winding down, um, and you guys run a nice action, I think it was Paige was cutting, and then you kind of, like, beat in and bounce back out, and uh, you uh, made a sweet three, you want to talk about that play a little bit? Yeah, for sure, so, yeah, like you said, it had been a lot of back and forth, they had made a bunch of, like, really tough threes where it's almost like, all right, yeah. we really feel like we did as best as we could that <laughs> possession. That was just a really good shot. Um, and so then, yeah, we had a chance a chance to win at the end. So um, it's it's called a ghost 
screen. So Paige has the ball up at the top, and I run at her, act like I'm going to stop and set a screen. Um, yeah. So then uh, just kind of caused some confusion between our defenders. But instead of stopping and set the screen at the last second, I kind of slip out of it. Um, and so I think they, they both went with Paige, and so she made the read and passed it back to me. And so that's a play that we had had and we practiced during the year. And so that's a shot that I knew that um, I was going to be getting at some point. And so, you know, my mindset going into it is, all right, I know if I get a shot here, I know exactly what it's going to be, kind of just like visualize what I'd be doing on the bench before and just kind of just not really overthinking it, being like, all right, I know that I've practiced this shot a million times. I really like this shot. Like, I'm comfortable doing this shot. Like, if I get a chance, it's going to go in because um, I haven't haven't really been in a situation to, like, make a game-winning shot or anything like that. And so that's kind of, like, on my bucket list as a player here. I was like, (laughs) I want to make a game-winning shot. And so – the time the time had come that I could do that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it. Like, I have to. I need to check this off my, my little bucket list and win this game because I did not, not ready to lose to Southern. Did not want to do that. No, no. No. You checked it off well. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so, and that's, I don't know if this is your favorite game, but it's like one of mine during your career. But uh, as a team, you, you know, you're playing you uh, and I in the championship game. It's yep. a tough game, right? And low-scoring yeah. game. Uh, um, well, the other thing is it's third day of three games, right? I mean, I don't think people realize it's back to back to back, right? And until as a player you've been through that, your legs are tired, right? Shooting percentages go down day by day. It's just a fact. And coaches can argue that all they want. We've trained for it. we conditioned for it. Yeah, 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 definitely, and it's also, yeah, it's also really physical, too, like, the day before we played Southern, who was ranked uh, first in our conference that year, and they're extremely physical, and they're known for their good post play, so that already is a little bit extra physically demanding, and then going into UNI, uh, two very similar teams, two very similar coaching styles, where teams are very prepared, very well scouted, we know everything about each other we're both really defensively sound so the game is just like any any basket that goes in is a relief because they don't come by often uh and the u and i games were honestly always some of my least favorites because uh, <laughs> coach coach tanya warren from u and i is really good but she would just put somebody on me zero help wouldn't the person just wouldn't even pay attention to the rest of the game. They wouldn't even know if right. a shot went up. They're just staring right at my face the whole boxed. time. Yeah, boxing. Yeah. But they're not in a box. It's just like one face guarding, and then the other four. Are oh still yeah, yeah, yeah. The other defense. four. Ha- yeah, the other four have got to do help side defense. The one on you is has no responsibility besides Mary Compton. Yeah, and so, I mean, we wear we wear heart rate monitors that, like, track our distance and things like that. Uh, And so, I mean, there's there's UNI games where I run seven miles and get one shot off because that's just (laughs) how they play me. Uh, And so I know that, I mean, going into those games, I know that my role is just going to be different because if they're going to guard me like that, they're opening up 
so much more. You're giving the layups or you're giving the guards passing lanes. Um, right. So, like, yes, I might not be scoring that game, but I know that my role is still helping the team equally because Absolutely. it's Absolutely. opening up a lot for other people. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, those games are just running around, running around, trying to play good defense and, like, not really doing – touching the ball on offense because of how they're guarding me. But uh, one of my favorite plays, it's like a, um, a double screen that sends me through the top. Um, and so I – me and Coach G talk about this a lot, but – um, I forget, one of the coaches suggested it, and another coach was like, no, she's never going to get open, like, the way that they're guarding her. <laughs> and they called it anyways, and I love it because I just – I run to the lane, I play dead. Uh, there's kind of like a false action before, and I'm like, oh, I act bummed that I didn't get it. And then I just take <laughs> off running up through the <laughs> middle. And so my defender, like, slowed down for a second, thought she got through the action and just was trailing me by a couple feet. So I got a – got a good look when the um, clock was kind of coming down. So, uh, yeah, that's, that was just an amazing game. And being able to celebrate with Coach G like that, because like we talked about earlier, she had told me those were her plans yeah, yeah. for the program. And so just to be able to, like, give her a big hug and have her be like, we did it. Like, everything we said that we were going to do, like, we did it. It's just an amazing feeling. All right, right before we close, you have a little show and tell, Mary. So let's start with the shirt. Let's see right, that wonderful we'll shirt. We'll start with the shirt. This is from uh, the regular season conference championship this year. We just started, yeah, <laughs> we just had our team banquet <laughs> a couple of days ago. We just got the shirt, so had to That's rock awesome. it for the podcast today. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And then, awesome. and then rock my, me the, yeah, rock me the ring. My other item uh, is the uh, conference championship ring from the conference tournament uh, two seasons ago. So, yeah, we can do a little tour of the ring. So we have the nice yes. red bird on the front. Uh, it says <laughs> it says MVC champions. And then uh, the first side says Redbirds 2022 with a little trophy. Uh, and then this is my personal favorite side. It says Crompton uh, with a basketball, and then there's a little number three in the middle. So, so yeah, these are that rings from, awesome. like I said, two years ago, but we ordered a regular season conference championship rings that will be coming in. So you get two uh, rings. Next Jealous. year. Yeah, so I'll get two rings. I'm excited yeah. for the next ones. They're, they're going to be black, I think, so. You're going to be cool. Oh, I can't oh, wait cool. to see this. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. <laughs> so this is where we wrap it up. We'll turn the floor over to you. And here's your closing. Yeah, I mean, closing words, I it's hard to, hard to think of any because I'm like, this place has been so amazing to me. Um, it's hard to just wrap up my thanks to everyone in a few closing words, but uh, just really excited for the future of this program. Uh, Coach G and the staff, absolutely amazing people. Uh, I know that you guys can see that from our games, and it's very clear how passionate she is. Um, that's all That's all legit. She's a great person, uh, one of the most supportive people I've ever met, and that goes all the way down, the coaching staff and support staff. Um, but, I mean, you guys, all the fans showing out this year was absolutely incredible. Well, that, Mary, that is awesome. It's been, I'm so happy I got to get 
back here. My wife and I get to see you play. Um, it has been an awesome season and awesome watching you develop as a Redbird. Um, with that, this is episode 36 with Mary Crompton. John, take us out.